I pay for everything with credit cards and let future Jason worry about it, so I will prevail. Hello, and welcome to the I Will Prevail podcast, episode 21, the long-awaited episode Three days, four days after I made promises to you fine people. Episode 21 entitled C is for Consume. Today is all about consuming. Such a good thing. Oh, I love consuming. It's great. Off script today. No script. Uh, steroids have worn off. I'm just feeling it today, man. Let me tell you. It's going to be a good one. It'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes. I think my voice is going to sound different today. I don't know. Got tons and tons of energy. I think all of these pills to fix all of these side effects are all working. Uh, they're all clicking. They're all, all falling in place. Everything's good. It's interesting. Uh, I, I made look. I had made promises. Episode twenty, I had said that I was going to be uh, that I, I do one by Christmas, which was uh, now two days ago. Yeah, Christmas ended two days ago. Was it today's the twenty seventh, something like that? But you know what? I don't feel bad about it because um, you know sometimes we make promises and, and we commit to things before we forget all the other stuff we have to do. Uh, I had my grades due for school, and it's a lot. And I haven't been there for man two months, month. And it's been like two months. It's been like two months since I've been at at, at school. Man, it's been a long time. It seems like no one is remembering that I was there. Darn it. It's, all these kids, all my students do, they email me. And the first thing they say is, uh, how you doing, chef? I hope you're doing well. Can you grade my papers? Chef, I hope I hope everything's going well with you. Uh, can you, I just turned in three assignments. Can you, they're, they're four weeks due. Is it okay? <laughs> it's like, uh, we always do that, though. You can't just lead in with, Oh, I know you're in bad shape, but uh, I need you to do something for me. You feel like a jerk if you do that, but uh, I don't know. I love my kids. They're great. But uh, with the grading, I like it, it doesn't seem like it takes that long, except I didn't realize how many assignments. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Helicopter flying over. Apparently, where I'm stationed just outside of uh, Fort something, Fort Braggs or something. I just made that up. It's the only fort I could think of. There's so many, it's, look, I'm not even editing it. It doesn't matter. It's a good day. So anyways, um, I forgot how many assignments I had assigned. And so, <laughs> I mean, my grading took me like four hours to do, which it shouldn't, except it's a lot, you know. Typically when I'm there, we're just making food, so it's so much easier. I just look at the food, I grade it, and we move on. And it's and it's usually, in my class, I go pretty easy with it. It, it. My class is based off of, like, participation. Like, I don't care if you burn everything you make, as long as you're, like, trying. You know what I mean? Like, just make the effort to learn a new skill. And you're supposed to fail anyways. If, you, if you're good at everything and you don't ever fail, then... Um, then you you have this false sense of uh, ability that's just not true, I guess. That's the way I look at it. So, got all these grades done, uh, and uh, it took me quite a long time. Well, it also took all of the energy I had, all of the energy. So, no way I was going to record that day. Following day, I think was Q 
chemo day or Thursday was chemo day. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Like Thursday was chemo. Friday was grades. Um, I don't even remember at this point. Shoot. It doesn't matter. But Christmas day, I thought, oh, well, Christmas Eve, I was going to do it. And then my wife and kids wanted, you know, they want to watch the Christmas shows and movies and um, fireplace and that sort of thing. And so, oh, cool. Okay. And then I go, well, I'll, you know, I'll do it tomorrow when my mom's here because I wanted to talk about growing up and what Christmas was like for us growing up. And then I, uh, my parents got here and I was like, you know what? I want to make breakfast because my mom and dad have made breakfast for as long as I can remember. They've made breakfast every single year for us, uh, even when it becomes the families, the nieces, the nephews, the uh, all the cousins, the you know, my brothers, their wives, families. My parents were still doing breakfast for everyone. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to make breakfast, but I'm going to make like good breakfast. So I did biscuits and gravy from scratch. Just did some some quick drop biscuits, some gravy, sausage gravy. Uh, did a bunch of scrambled eggs. Uh, <laughs> okay, what is going on? I'm sure you hear my cats. Apparently, uh, no one wants me to record today. Everyone <laughs> needs my attention. So anyways, um, I, I got to pause for a second. Give me one second. All right, I couldn't take it anymore. My my boy cat is is addicted to my son and sits outside of his door and meows until he lets him in. So I had to to yell back there and tell him let the cat in, please. Um, so what the heck was I talking about? Oh, so uh, breakfast, your scrambled eggs, um, biscuits and gravy from scratch, uh, tons of bacon, whatever else was. So I made all this food. My mother in law also came down, which was awesome, and. It took about an hour, an hour and a half to cook for everybody, and it ended my day. Like, I got done cooking, and then opening gifts, I just, like, laid in the corner, like, just done. I had to take, like, a couple-hour nap. I ended up going to bed at, like, by, like, 8 o'clock, I was just done. We were trying to watch movies and stuff. I told my wife, I was like, I said, I can't do this. I got to go, like, I got to go to bed. And we were watching Gremlins or something like that, which makes sense. Good Christmas film. And I was just done. And I realized it, w- it only took an hour and a half to end my day. Uh, an hour and a half of energy is all I had. So I wanted to talk to my mom, didn't get to about it. So anyways, that's where we're at. So let's move on. There's a couple of things I wanted to get off my chest. Not get off my chest, but something I find very interesting. Like, it, I didn't want to talk too much about the, the chemo treatment, the cancer. Not much has changed with it. Uh, the treatments are all kind of the same. But I, I had noticed the other day, like, when I went in to get blood, uh, the, the, to draw blood, they draw blood before every every time you go in. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, I'm, I've had blood drawn there probably at least 10 times now. Um well over 10 times and you get used to the people that work in there and it's they they call your number and then they walk you back and it's like exciting it's got to be what was what it felt like on the dating game when you stepped around the corner and you looked those that don't know there used to be a game show called the dating game we had like three bachelor or bachelorettes and and one uh person that was uh asking them questions and it's got to be the same feeling like it is it's got to be what it felt like where you just like you're walking up and you like slowly peek around the corner and you look and you're like oh, it's him or it's her right same thing with this like I, when they call me and I'm being walked back it's like there's I don't want to call anyone out but there's certain people drawing blood there that you're like god please don't go there uh, but they rotate through the rooms they're in 
So it's not like if they're like, okay, follow me down the hallway. You're like, no, not the hallway. Uh, but there are certain people, that, and and I don't want to say anything because some people probably know people that work at City of Hope or they would know this person or people. There's one person there that I dread uh, if it's that person that I just, just like, ah, oh, dang it. There's one that is the fastest. He just slams needle in, pulls blood, uh, doesn't talk, just sit down, type. And then this last time, he he that's actually who I had this last time, and I'm fine with it. Business, done, over with. But then he wanted to talk after. And it was like weird because I'm like, you don't talk. You're don't change it up on me. But I then I started realizing that with the blood drawing people, we have certain ones that it's like it's almost like I felt like it was like a taco man type thing. Where like everyone has like a taco man or a caterer. You know, I always say Taco Man because there was this big run on Taco Man at one point where everyone, uh, and women, Taco People, let's say. Let's say Taco People. Um, but everyone, when that Taco Man idea hit, everyone's just like, oh, I got my, ta- oh, no, you got to have my taco guy. Oh, my guy, my guy. It's when you go get your hair done. You're, go to see your guy. Go to see your girl. Um, we go to a restaurant. You want that waiter and waitress to know your name. I love those commercials where they're like, they don't need to know your name because like, uh Old people do that. I'm not going to lie. Not, what am I talking about? I do it. My parents, it's funny anytime I go out with them because they're so specific. And I'm starting to understand why. Like everything has to be a certain way. They have to sit here and this this person waits on them and everything is structured. And I've always like, God, like just have fun and, and let the world take. But then like... We literally went to breakfast this morning, and we never go out right now. My daughter and my wife and I go, and I know we should have gone where we always go, and we didn't. And we went somewhere else, and the food was well, the food was fine, but uh, the the beverages, all the beverages that had water, which is literally every beverage there, from their coffee to their soda machines to their iced tea, whatever it was. Tasted like, and I don't know if you wouldn't even know what this means. If you were ever a kid and you had like a canteen, like an old plastic canteen, uh, or if you ever have like your, your whatever those things are called, those water flasks, a hydro flask, and you let the stuff sit in there too long or in a plastic cup and it tastes musty, like the water tasted musty. My wife couldn't drink her coffee. I couldn't drink my drink. My daughter couldn't drink her drink. It was just like awful, this horrible taste. And you start to realize if you just stuck and stayed in your lane and go to the place you always go to, don't try new things. And look, that's the problem. So I like trying new things. But this place was just a diner type of place. And I have two diners that I prefer. I'll say it right now. Number one is Leroy's out in Arcadia, Monrovia. It's my absolute favorite place. And there is a story to that. I've, I've literally written... There's, I've written an entire story about Leroy's. I actually recorded the first chapter already, so I'll probably put it out at some point. Um, I've written and recorded the first chapter. And, uh, and it's like, I get it. I understand why my parents want to go to the same place and they want their name to be known. Literally, this whole short story that I wrote was about always wanting to be in a diner setting and fitting into that place and that sort of thing. You know what? I'll, here's what I'll do. Maybe I'll put that at the end of this episode. I'll throw uh, at the end of it. I'll throw on the the first chapter. It's not very long. It's a very very short story. Um, 
Maybe I'll throw the first chapter on and, and entice people. Ooh, maybe you can't see the rest. You can't hear the rest until you go uh, and join on Patreon. Ooh, I'll probably give it to you guys for free. You deserve it. Y'all are good people. But um, so I'm starting to understand why, why, why my parents choose the same place at the same time. But it, I think it's just something that we want in general. We have to have, um, we like to be remembered. We want people to, to take care of us. That's why we go to restaurants. That's why you go to these, but you want someone to wait on you. You want someone to do something nice for you, bring you food, make me food, whatever it is. We want that sort of thing. That's why we're, that's why we pay for it. It's a convenience that we like, that we like paying for. You could easily stay at home and cook the food probably better than they do if you learned how. Um, you don't even have to learn how in some places. Some places are just garbage. But uh, we, we pay to have it, that service, and why not have people remember your name? So I get it. So anyways, um, I don't even remember where I was at with this. I'm so far off topic. Ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So let's get to the focus of this. C is for consume. Now, what I realized with Christmas and where this was originally going to go, Christmas, birthdays, whatever, but it's, it seems the, the proper time of year to talk about it, even two days later. Consuming is awesome. Consumerism is awesome. I love everything about it. I love absolutely everything about it. I love spending money. I love putting things on credit cards and not having to worry about paying for it. And then future me has to pay for it. I brought that up at the beginning of this. I do it all the time. Slide the card when it's something real expensive. Let future Jason worry about that. That's not my concern. That's his concern. Now, in the past, has it snuck up on me? Absolutely. I used to make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. I used to make a ton of money when life wasn't so expensive. The money I made back then, making that money now is like, meh. But when I was making it, it was good. And I would go places and we, we would go to restaurants and that sort of thing. You're going to hate me. You guys are going to judge me for this, but I don't care. It, look, it's, that's, it was in the past. And we would go places and I had friends that didn't necessarily have the type of jobs. Everyone was the, you know, was a working stiff. They all had their, uh, their nine to five, barely above minimum wage jobs. And I just, I was just lucky to have the job I had because of the business my parents had started and, and, you know, uh, taking risks and and that'll that'll come back in a, in a little bit. We'll talk about the the history of, of uh the finances in my life growing up. And so I had more money than I needed and I had uh nothing to spend it on. Well, I had plenty to spend it on, but I had I didn't spend it on anything good, I should say. And we would go out places, we go to restaurants or to bars or something like that, and I would pick up the tab and when my friends would say things like, no, 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 uh, how much is it? And I would say, don't worry, I got it. And they go, no, 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 let me pay. And I, I swear I would say this, how much money do you make? Like, what a horrible thing to say. If I was on the other end, I'd have been like, you know, you're right. And then I'd be like, let me add a couple of more things to this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let me go ahead and get two more of these and four more of those, right? What a horrible thing. Who says that, right? But I love consuming. I love spending money. I got no problem spending money. Now, I'm not bad with money. I do fine now. My wife is, it's because of my wife, she keeps us, uh, she's not, <laughs> we're pretty bad together. But look, with all the money and everything we've ever gone through, 
I used to make a ton of money when it was all done. I went through this, this big, long, it's a big, long story. And when it was all done and I switched careers and everything changed in our lives and we stripped everything back down to the basics, I had nothing to show for it at all. Like I literally had nothing to show for it. There was no physical thing that I could say, this is where all that money went. But what I did do was never had to borrow that whole time. I was able to to get myself out of all of it, which not easily, you know, bills piled up, that sort of thing. But anyways, I wanted to talk about specifically the the consumerism of of the holidays. Now, when I was a kid, uh, my dad worked for a company, and I actually asked him on Christmas. Uh, he worked for a company from is it from like the '60s, like right, right, right after he he served in the army. He started working for this company, and I was asking him somewhere about 1980 was when I wanted to know roughly how much he made, and he was pretty much making minimum wage, just like three dollars and some odd cents. Um, and then he was telling me how much money uh, my parents would make on the year, and. I'm pretty sure I remember him telling me at one point like they would run up the credit cards at Christmas and max them out so that we could have a Christmas and then spend the rest of the year paying that back just so that it could free it up for the next year so that we could have because we didn't have a lot. Now we lived in a we lived in a good house, a nice house, we lived in a nice neighborhood. It, it was very uh like middle of the road. There was nothing extravagant. Our lives were not extravagant. Except when I look back now, I was a huge Star Wars kid. And the reason... I want to go on a tangent real quick. I have a... Okay, we'll talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a huge Star Wars kid, and the action figures meant everything to us. And the reason the action figures meant everything to us is we didn't go to the movies repeatedly. When you went and saw a Star Wars movie or you went and saw a, a specific film, you only saw it once because we didn't have the money to keep going back over and over. So I didn't see – the first Star Wars movie I saw was Empire Strikes Back. I didn't see um, A New Hope, the first one. I literally – the second one was the first one that I saw. And within that, everything I learned – like I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. Uh, and I know everyone now all of a sudden is Boba Fett fans. Um, but the reason I was, was because when I went and saw it at the UA6 in Montclair, um, California, uh, they had these big buttons that you, that like the old, when you played Little League, you had these giant buttons your mom wore of a big picture of your face on it. Um, and, uh, they were sold out of all the buttons except for this guy, Boba Fett, who had like two lines and he was like the guy that captured Han Solo or something like that. That's all I remembered. Because I didn't plan on that being the character that I was going to be paying attention to. So I had this button and he became my favorite because that's like, it was like, he was like my, my little league kid. Oh, there he is. This is my son. He's, he's a galactic uh, bounty hunter. Um, so I ended up uh, becoming big into it. But we collected the, the action figures. And the action figures I remember were $2 a piece. And if minimum wage was $3 and some odd cents... You're that's like an hour's worth of work. That's the equivalent now of if you're making $15 an hour, you're going to go buy your kid a $15 uh, action figure, one single action figure, not not a toy set, like one tiny action figure, one six scale. Are they six scale? I think they're six scale. I don't remember the exact scale that they did. 
um, action figure. It was two bucks. And my mom would buy two or three if we were at TGNY. Anyone that remembers TGNY, that place was awesome. But what I remember most about these toys is that because we hadn't seen the movie multiple times, we had to retell the story. So the toys became very important to us. And this is something, and I know I, I got a little like ah, earlier, I had a student and this drives me nuts. And the student got in the past, he graduated probably second year teaching and he was a big star Wars fan. And there's a, a vehicle in it called an at, at Walker and it's an AT, AT Walker. Now, Technically, fast forward to now with with Wikipedia and all the Star Wars nerddom that's going on, and now everyone knows everything and everything's technical. This kid wanted to argue with me. He was upset. It's not an AT-AT walker. It's an AT-AT walker. And it's like, no, dude, it's an AT-AT. And he's like, no. it's. And I said, you know what? When I was a kid... We didn't get to see the movie multiple times. We didn't have this deep dive nerddom. We had what we remembered and what we put in front of us and played with. And that's what became important to us. And we called it an AT-AT. So it's an AT-AT walker. It is not an AT-AT walker. You can't argue it because you weren't there. I had to tell this kid. I liked this kid, but I put him in his place. It's like, nope. Like, dude, this, the AT-AT Walker is the name it will always be. It's never going to be an AT-AT Walker because that's not what it represents. It represents my childhood, all of us that didn't know, and we just played. We made up these stories as we went along, right? So the reason I wanted to bring that up is the AT-AT Walker was expensive. I want to say it was like 80 bucks originally. And my parents got it for me for Christmas. I had the AT-AT. I had the Millennium Falcon. I had the Hoth set. I had all of these. Uh, I had the Snow Speeder. I had uh, uh, tons of figures, the Darth Vader collector case full of figures. And I think about, I had a ton of Star Wars stuff and I collected it over a three-year span. 1980 to 1983, I collected it. And I looking back, my parents, keep in mind, they were buying us like in television, game systems, all the stuff. We ate most of our food out of cans when I was a kid. Out of cans, out of boxes, ground beef. Like my mom would make, uh, mushroom, it was like hamburger patties and mushroom gravy. And I know, I now know, and I'm totally going to ruin her secret. Sorry, secret recipe. Um, it was like a hamburger patty formed and, and cooked with like salt and pepper, I'm assuming. And then the mushroom gravy, I'm pretty sure was just cream of mushroom soup and maybe like a little milk added to it. And, and that was dinner with a can of peaches or a can of, of beets or uh, green beans out of a can or corn or whatever it was. It all came out of bags and out of cans, and that's like all we had. Dude, we didn't have money. That's what all this comes down to. But my parents never, ever let us know that we didn't have money. That we, that, I don't know that they struggled. But I know it was a paycheck to paycheck. It sure felt like it was, looking back at it. But I never thought that. We always had whatever we needed. Whatever we needed to consume that consumerism of Christmas and why I think it's so amazing is the fact that people that didn't have money were able to pull it off every year, that magic every year. And every year when we don't think we have money, 
if you have kids or there are kids in your life that you can buy for, you have to buy for them. My wife said something yesterday about how, or two days ago, she said, Christmas just becomes better when there's kids involved because you don't do it for you. You do it for them, right? I spend, <laughs> I, I, on our kids this year, we didn't go crazy. We, we spent a, a fair amount of money. But what we did was, because a few years ago we did have a, this is a family gift Christmas, where my wife and I reset our lives, reset careers. I, I, let, I completely changed careers, and, and she was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Uh, that'll be a story for another day. And we had to scrape by. We had to rebuild. And uh, going from having tons to rebuilding, but our kids never knew it. If we had a, if this is a family gift. It's because it's it's where it's like, dude, we just we just have to get through this year, right? So now, now we have uh, fast forwarding to this past Christmas, this uh, this one, and it wasn't a matter of how much are we going to spend. We never said this is how much we're going to spend per kid or anything like that. It was if there was a gift and it was the right gift, you bought it. Because that was the whole point of it. You buy and, and you're consuming. So I am 100% a fan of the holiday season, of the gift giving. And I know they say well, it's, it, it's, the, it's the thought that counts. And I always thought, no, because if the gift sucks, the, the thought, <laughs> please don't think about it. Please don't think about me if you're going to buy me a crappy gift. But it's true. That, that is very, very true. It is always the thought that counts. The whole point of of buying a gift for somebody is to let someone know that you care about them enough, not out of obligation, but just out of the kindness of your heart, you care about them enough to go, I got this for you because I think you would appreciate this. All right. Thank you very much for joining me. Episode 20, run, 20, run, 21, ranting about the holiday seasons about spending money i didn't even give you that bonus footage maybe we'll maybe we'll sneak it in here at the end that first uh story and uh, maybe we'll do it next episode we'll get into the story uh, of of the restaurant that i frequent um again thank you for tuning in you can follow us on patreon at i will prevail podcast on the Instagram at I Will Prevail Podcast and on Facebook at I Will Prevail Podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. I will be doing another episode in the next couple of days. Uh, I'll throw that story in there and we'll get you all caught up on it and then we'll just continue from there. Cool. All right. Thank you all very much. Have a great day and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye.